What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for joining back in with us. We're here today on another episode of Victory Youth Podcast. This is episode 11, talking about the golden rule. So many of us know what the golden rule is, and in modern times, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I'm sure many of us have been hearing this from a very young age. I myself am included in that. I remember the first day of kindergarten, and yes, I do remember that first day. The first day of kindergarten, we had these huge tags that hung around our neck, and it said who your teacher was, what your name was, and I think there was like a brief fact about you. And it also uh, said like where my homeroom was. And I remember that, and we walked in, and I found my teacher, and after school started, we settled in, and all the teachers in the school that very first day, and they even said it over the announcements that day, our principal, Principal Thompson, remember her. They all they, they started school off with the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And that in itself is such a pure and innocent statement that is easy for everybody to understand. Everybody in, in your own individual life, you understand the way that you want to be treated. And I guarantee that answer is going to be the same for everybody. You want to be treated with love. You want to be treated with respect and with kindness and goodness and people to show mercy on you. These are the things that we really want for ourselves. Why? You know, they just didn't show up out of nowhere. No, it's because God created us to hunger and thirst after these things, after righteousness. And we're created in the likeness of him. God accepts love and respect and kindness. God doesn't accept all these other things that mean attitudes and disrespect. So if we're made in God's image, of course, naturally, we're going to want those things for ourselves. We're going to want to be treated with love and respect. So today we're going to begin to break down a little bit of how us as apostolics can use the golden rule in reaching our world and just having relationships with people around us, with our friends, our teachers, and people just in our own small worlds. How is the golden rule applied in our lives? Sister Rainey, why don't you take us off? Okay, so I am currently in a world religions class, and one of our first lessons that we talked about was this golden rule. And what's funny is that in most of the prominent major religions of this world, they all have their own interpretation of the golden rule. And so I'm going to list a couple um, that I have here. So the Baha'i faith says, Lay not on any soul a load that you would not wish to be laid upon you, and desire not for, for anyone the things you would not desire for yourself. Buddhism teaches, Treat not others in the ways that you yourself would find hurtful. And then lastly, in the Christian faith, um, it is in everything do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. And this is Jesus speaking in Matthew seven twelve. So in a world where this golden rule seems to be the standard in the moral law, it's even taught in our kindergartens, as Anthony said, it is pretty much just a basic fact of life. It's basically what what we hold dear to our heart, regardless of our religious background, people know to treat others well. What makes us as apostolics different when we enact this rule in our daily life? And um, scripturally, I 
found 1 Corinthians 13, 1, and it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. So what's being spoken here is, I can do all the good in the world. I can be good to everyone. I could truly treat others as I want to be treated. But if I'm not doing that in love, then it means nothing. So suddenly this moral standing that we have is diminished by the fact that we're not doing it in love. So us as apostolics, that's where we need to apply this idea of love. This is where we have to enact this rule of the golden rule, but adding love to it. This is where things change when we show people the love of Christ, not our own personal love because that can run out, but the love of Christ really changes things. Anthony, can you can you think of any time in the scripture where this is truly enacted? Yes, I can. And actually, one of the first things that comes to mind is Acts chapter 3, when the disciples are walking outside of the temple, past the temple, and out by the gate beautiful. And they come across this man, and this wasn't the first time they had seen him. This, it wasn't. Because this man, he, he stayed outside of the temple and outside of the gate for a long time. And I'm going to read a few verses, and we're going to see how the golden rule really was applied through the disciples. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, beginning at the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So here we have Peter and John, who they've walked by this gate, this temple, hundreds of times. You know, this was the place where they worshipped. This is the place where they communed with one another and they communed with God. And the scripture says that this lame man, this, this man with imperfections and things wrong with him physically, he was laid at the gate daily. So the disciples walked by him a lot. They saw, they, they, perhaps they, some perhaps didn't even notice he was there. They just walked right past him. And notice what the scripture describes it as. They laid him at the gate of the temple, the gate which is called beautiful, the gate beautiful. And all this man was looking for, which the people laid him there to ask alms of them that entered the temple, just to ask for something to help him. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. Verse 4, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Notice what Peter says. He said, Fastening his eyes upon him with John. And we understand John as the character in the scriptures of the one whom Jesus loves. He is a character that we can look to when we're thinking about love and treating others with love and respect and the way that we would want to be treated. Peter had walked by him many times, but this time he looked upon him and said, he, he focused his eyes upon him. Verse 5, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, 
Here it is. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse 7, And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up and stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, which they were filled with wonder and amazement at which had happened unto him. And the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John. All the people ran together unto them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. So I'm going to break this down for us. They said, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. He recognized that beyond this man's physical problems, that he was probably dealing with some emotional problems and deep spiritual problems that no one could fix except for God. And at this point, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They had the power of God. They had the love of Christ about them. So when Peter got that revelation in his spirit and he got his eyes fixed upon that person and he he kind of rehearsed this in his mind without having this phrase, treat others the way you want to be treated, Peter said, I have something that I can give him because I know that that's the way I would want to be treated. I would want to be treated and given the love of Christ. I would want someone that has that to give it to me. And even if I was that lame man at the gate and I didn't even know what the love of Christ was, I would want something that felt as good as that. And Peter recognized that. So he acted upon the golden rule and he said, man, silver and gold have I none. I don't have material things. I don't have things that I could physically give you that may put a band-aid over your situation. But such as I have, what I have, I have the spirit of God. I have the love of God. I'm going to give that to you. I want to impart that to you. And then he takes it a step further and he says, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. He invokes the name. He invokes the name that is based upon love, that is intertwined with love. Rise up and walk. He takes him by the hand. When we talk about the golden rule, it makes people feel good that we acknowledge them, that we uplift them in their spirits. He took him by the right hand. He lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So here we have an incredible physical notable miracle that God has performed to this man. And verse 8, and leaping up, he stood and he walked and he entered with them. This is something that's also, I feel like, a very integral part of the Golden Rule. And I know Sister Rainey will agree with me that not only did they give him that they, what they had, they gave him a, a godly experience. They gave him an experience with the Holy Ghost healing power, but they took him with them into the temple. They said, come with us now. Come worship the God that we serve. Come worship the one that just healed you. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And so he literally just came out of a mental state, emotional, physical state that was very tough and rough on him that he would continuously lay on the ground outside of this temple. He would lay in his situation miserable. I'm sure many of us have been in that place where we feel like we're stuck and we can't get out of our situations. And we see people 
that we know could help us just walk by us on the daily and say, man, if only they could give me this and only if they could give me that. Well, hear us today. God's reaching out for you. God's reaching out for your soul. And we're not here on this podcast to say we can give you material things. We're here on this podcast to say we impart and we want to give you the love of God. We want to say, I've been treated this way, this good way by the by the word of God. God's been good to me. Let me also treat you this way because I know for a fact that it's going to help you and that it's going to lift you up. And so when they brought the man with them, they walked into the temple and everyone came wondering like, whoa, what just happened to him? And so notice all those people that said, whoa, what's happening to them, to this man? Those are all people that walked right by him that very same day. They saw him outside the gate, but they didn't take that moment to say, I I don't have much to give you, but I can give you what I know God can give you. I can give you Jesus. No, it took Peter and John to do that. Disciples of Christ and God, Jesus Christ himself said, listen, I want you to go out and I want you to reach this world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Ghost. Go out and baptize this world in Jesus' name. Impart into them the love of God. If anything comes against you, it's not going to hurt you or harm you. I just want you to go take my word and preach it to all nations. And his word is the golden rule. Thank you, Anthony, for giving us that apostolic view of what the golden rule is. And just to close out this idea of the golden rule, I want to use the words of Jesus, um, a parable that's in Luke 10. It says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, and this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to place and saw to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So, it's pretty self-explanatory, this parable. I'm so thankful that Jesus gave us these stories to truly understand exactly what the law was teaching. And so, love your neighbor as yourself. Another another example of this golden rule and a priest, someone who you would think would have it all together and truly show the love of God walks on the other side. A Levite, which we know is from the lineage of the priesthood walks on the other side, but a Samaritan who wasn't even like this man 
decided, I'm going to take care of him. And now the Samaritan wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm, we all know, but there was something different, and that's what Jesus wanted us to understand. There was something different about him. He showed that mercy. He showed that love for that man. He saw something in that man. He might have saw himself in that in that beaten up face. He might have saw, whoa, I don't know who he is or what happened to him, but I feel in my heart that I need to help him. And what does Jesus say? He says, go and do likewise. That's a command from Jesus that we are, it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter who they are, what lineage they're from. It doesn't matter what school, what city. I am supposed to go out as a child of God and see these people and say, that's my neighbor and I need to love him. And those are the words of Jesus. I need to love my neighbor as myself. He wants us to love these people. So as I close out, let's just think about our neighbor. Think about the person that you least like in your school. The person in the cubicle next to you at work that gives you a hard time. The one who, the boss who may never give you your time off. That's truly your neighbor. And now think in your heart and let Take away all those thoughts, those fleshly thoughts of how annoying they may be or, or the problems they may cause you. But think about how God sees them. He loves them. He sees them as your neighbor. And he commands you to go and love them as yourself. So if I want God to give me all of these awesome things and I want my neighbor to love on me, God is commanding us to love on our neighbor as well. So I just want us to just truly hold on to this fact that Jesus is calling us to have love and mercy on those who may seem unlovable. That is what truly enacts this golden rule. That's what truly changes this golden rule and makes it something that's impactful to this world. You can be kind and that's awesome. You'll see videos upon videos about people doing random acts of kindness and it touches your heart, but nothing will change someone like the love of Christ. Giving them something more real than anything tangible they have ever seen. Better than that $1,000 they can randomly get at Walmart because they said hello to this guy on TikTok. No, they are getting a taste of what salvation is like. They are getting a taste of Jesus Christ. And so apostolic young people, I am asking you to walk through those doors. And even when you don't feel like it, show the love of Christ to those who are your neighbors, which is everyone. No matter what shape, size, color, annoyance level, they are your neighbor. And so today, I just want us to just close our eyes wherever we may be in our car, in our room, and just let's just pray about how we're going to reach our neighbor. So Lord, I thank you for this time and opportunity to just really think on what this golden rule is and how we can truly treat our neighbors the way you've asked and commanded us to treat them. And I pray, Lord, that you would just empower us in your love to look behind our selfish motives and ways to go beyond our thoughts and our plans, but to love those who may seem unlovable, to help those 
who seem like they're helpless and to bring hope to a world who is hurting and needs you. I pray, Lord, that as apostolic young people, we would truly walk in your love and in your mercy in everything that we do, and that you would just help us to continue to just show your loving kindness in every avenue of life. We love you, we honor you, and we are just wanting to do your work, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for joining in with us today. We hope that you are blessed and uplifted by this conversation and that you will really take to heart the golden rule and put your apostolic identity behind the meaning of this. We hope you'll join us back next time in our next podcast. Until then, we'll see you later and be blessed. 